0: This is Lost in the Groove, where we have really awesome and meaningful conversations week after week. Things that matter to you. So um, it's just uh, it's just me this week. Uh, Mike is a little busy at the moment, but he will be back shortly. So. Uh, you get me, <laughs> and that's it. I'm um, so we've been talking about education. Uh, you know talking about abortion rights, and we had Yanae, um Yihi, I'm sorry, uh, they came onto the podcast, and she had her incredible story, which was on last episode. What I would really love to touch about when we're talking about education is the LGBT community. So one really incredible thing about uh, this generation is the embrace of diversity um, and accepting people for who they are, you know, with no judgment. And the LGBT community has gotten bigger, and brighter, and there's a lot of incredible things that we have now that we haven't had for... A very long time, you know, um founding members of the community fought for years to get where we are now. And it, it it is, it's it's really incredible. We really we really live in an age of constant change, constant movement. And there's so much that we've accomplished. So uh, we're talking about LGBTQ youth and education in schools. I think the best way to do this, I'm going to break this down into three parts, and uh, this is not going to be a very long episode. Uh, it's probably going to just be about 30 minutes of me just talking. Um. So first thing, I, first thing I want to get in touch with is how is sex sex education treated in schools? Based on what I've heard from people, I've had quite a mix of mixed reviews. Uh, you know, you generally, you generally will find some people will say where they grew up it was pretty bad. You know, there really wasn't any, and then some people will say they had pretty good sex education in their schools, which is great. Uh, how does this kind of tie in line with? the LGBT community? Well, one thing thing that's really important uh, is safe sex. And for both homosexuals and for heterosexuals. But there's also a different line. That line means what you teach for one group, you can't necessarily teach for the other. Not necessarily saying that one is better than the other or One's completely different from the other. It's the same act, but done differently. So, if we want to talk about the education in regards to um, sex, sex education, it's kind of difficult because you know today people identify different ways, but that doesn't change the way that the education is taught. I find for myself, you know, really getting a classroom of students to be engaged and to partic- participate in this and really find um, a common ground. So everyone has an understanding of why we don't do this, how we're able to protect ourselves what kind of tools should be used that kind of information is so important and you know I don't even have to go into detail i mean you know we had the the AIDS pandemic in the 80s when it comes to when it comes to sex education for youth there is a way of giving over that information and also implying an understanding, having that common um, common ground with each other. I think it's I think it's so important to remember that these these teachers that are giving over this information. They, you got to remember this stuff is uncomfortable. You know, it's just, you know, how we were raised and how society is. These are private matters. But what's important is even though it is private and, you know, for a very long time, it was kept very, you know, hidden. I think it's important that we all are aware and have an understanding that it is a part of life. It's a part of our life, our society, um, you know, kind of how our anatomy is designed. If that makes any sense, and we we find we find barriers sometimes. We find uh, ways of teaching it in a way that's you know not breaking the so called laws of privacy and and giving it over in a certain way. But why do I say LGBTQ? When I said earlier, I said that you you have that – they're both the same, but they are different. It kind of applies here too. And the way I want to break this down is into three different things. LGBTQ sex education comes down to safety, uh, understanding. So understanding the different things not to do and the things that you can do. And more importantly, is communication. Under understanding what you're learning and um, communicating that information over to a significant other, or somebody you're with. Again, same thing applies with heterosexuals. It's the same idea. Now, if we go to if we go into this classroom. We say to ourselves, we have all of these kids, uh, sometimes young adults, and they're either working or in college. But some of these people are going to be in relationships with other people. So how are they going to communicate that information over to the other person? Because remember, the whole point of sexual education is to pass the information over uh, to another person, that significant other, so you both understand what should be done and what shouldn't be done. When and where and how and why. I love those questions. Uh, But, you know, that's the point. And a friend of mine, uh, she brought up you know, when she was going through sex education, they went through everything. You know, they went through each type of SCD explaining as to why. And that's really great because then you have this useful information if – hopefully this never happens. But if you do ever run into it, you might be able to understand the symptoms and then be able to relay that information over to your doctor and – you know, now there's a, a clearer perspective. Now the doctor has a better understanding. I mean, of course, the doctor will understand what's going on, but you're able to explain to the doctor as to the reason why so they have that more information to make a, a better choice and a better diagnosis, of course. So it's so cool on how it, it kind of goes around in a circle because education... Education is always important. It allows us to communicate better with the world around us. It allows us to be more accessible to our environment. and really allows us to find an understanding. <clears throat> Sorry. And I think what, what's so important when you have all of this is how you're creating an environment where – Less harm can be done because more people are knowledgeable. Again, when we deal with humans, you're never going to be able to fix problems 100% because human beings are individuals and we have individual minds. Because of these reasons, you'll always have those imperfections. You'll always have those people that will not follow those rules. And that's not a bad thing. It's just how we are designed. It's, it's, It's our genetics it's our dna it's how we are made as people and when we look at this this ground of communication if you allow it you know if you give access 100% access good access access that can benefit educate communicate you know show the importance of safety it really changes the whole perspective. It really changes on how we view this situation and how we how we see it. It's really it's hard for me because I never really, me personally, I never had any sexual um, sexual education, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, we are in an age now where Past generations of what was taught has been changed is, to some extent. There's a lot of drastic changes we need to make, but it is going to take time for those things to change. And we know this. Um, but one thing about today, because of how society has changed and how accepting the LGBTQ community has become, we now have a generation of youth that have, should have a better understanding. Sexual education is always going to be a vital key because it is a part – like I mentioned earlier, again, it, it is a part of our lives to a certain extent. And When we have that understanding, we're, we know how to better protect ourselves and our significant other. And when it comes to the LGBTQ community, in some points it is even more important because of the past repercussions that we've had. Again, some of these repercussions were out of our hands. We all know this, but it still doesn't change the fact of how important it is now to really allow every single person – the ability to have the access to that information. It's so important. It's it's such a great part of our society. I wanna I wanna leave off on on one more thing with sex education, then we're gonna move on to um, the next piece. And I'm thinking. You know it's weird when you have another person you could you could sit there and think, but uh, when it's just me, I'm just sitting here and talking to a goddamn uh, microphone. Even though I know people are going to be listening to this, but uh, g- getting back to the getting back to the point with sexual education for the LGBTQ, I think. One thing I mentioned earlier about this as well. I'm going to keep on doing this because how the hell am I supposed to remember anything? Communication. The, you know, to get uh, students engaged, Again, you don't need all the students. We need at least some of the students to be engaged. And over time, we are going to be able to have better sex education for the next generations. And it will get better and better and better. Sometimes, unfortunately, what we start doing, we don't actually ever see it to change. But it does eventually change. It does eventually get better. It does eventually uh, become more than what it is. So in a nutshell... The future of LGBTQ sex education is adaptability, communication, and really allowing more and more people to really understand it for, the, for those who, who, um, who it applies to. And sex education at a whole is so important. So after I've... Talked about sex for literally 15 minutes. Jesus. (laughs) I don't think it can get any more graphic than this. I want to move on to environments. So we are at a time – I want to paint a picture. I love doing this. Uh, We used to be in a society where dress code – Was the staple, meaning there was a time that if you went to a job, you had to look uh, look a certain way. You you couldn't present yourself the way that you wanted to because it wasn't accepted. We now live in a society where people are able to be more themselves because it's more accepted. Uh, now, you know, going back again, I mean, it's not always accepted by everyone, but in most cases, it is. So. We do have a generation of youth that are taking that and really creating the you know their own unique self. And I've said this so many times: the individuality is is incredible. I mean, it, it's who we are as a species. We're all individual and. That's crazy. You're able to create your own life, what you want to do for yourself. It's unique. And the really cool thing about, you know, the, the stride in the LGBT community is just acceptance. Acceptance of understanding that this is who you are as a person. And you get to be whatever you want to be. Uh, and it's so crazy. I've, I've had people I've met... Uh, acquaintances, friends that have had kids, and it's just amazing you're you're able to see children that really open up to who they who they really are. But what's so important, you know, we're talking about education in the school. It's also education at home. Again, every parent is going to have their way of raising their kids, and that's your choice. But it is also important to. Have your children be a part in the home, being a part of parents that want to explore with their kids of what you know they're learning. You know, kids. See, it's kind of interesting because when you're you know young or you're you know a young adult, you're going through a journey, an adventure, and there's. Learning curve. sometimes you'll stumble. One of the most incredible things about our species is mistakes. And that's how we become better people. And LGBTQ education is so important because there is science behind it. There's sciences behind a lot of things. And there's new sciences coming out, you know, throughout the decades. And it really helps us to paint a better picture, to really have that acceptance. Like I mentioned, you know, in the past, there was those dress codes and those things have changed dramatically ever since. There's been a change of cultural norms where more and more individuality between different races are coming together. And the same thing with the LGBT community. There is a lot more diversity we have now that we've had in years. And that comes with its pros and cons, So, we must say to ourselves the golden question What is the future of LGBTQ uh, societal norms in the future? We don't really, we don't necessarily know. You know, some people are angry with how things have been going on, this push and obsession with just adding in so much more when there is no need for it you know adding in what's unnecessarily important because the thing is labels are like stickers okay if any of you' have known stickers are sometimes kind of permanent but most cases they can just be removed so throughout life we many times change our stickers so I don't really I don't really like labels I find labels to be very uh unproductive, but you know as a society it is important for us to use to some extent those labels. so you can be more under uh, I guess the word would be better understood I'm probably saying this wrong um, but yeah, better understood you know having that. The deeper line okay meaning we're you could be whatever you want to be I I'm one of those people I may not agree with you that's okay because that's my opinion and that's one of my perspectives of the newer generation is we're we are getting to a point in saying look I don't agree with your philosophy I am not here, I can't change your perspective. I can't tell you what you're going to like and what you're not going to like, what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be. I can tell you my opinion, but that's my opinion. You can accept my opinion, that's your choice. So again, going back to the whole thing about individuality, I think one really cool thing we have in the LGBTQ community, I think it's one of the, the vital things, foundation stones of how it was built was individuality, the importance of being your true self. And whether we want to say future youth, past youth, present youth, we really need to hone down and understand that the education today, the youth that we have now, will not stand for the same biased opinions and bullshit that we had many, many years before, which unfortunately is still being implemented in our education system. Again, a lot of things have been changing over time, but we need to remember that we can't take old practices and then repaint them and then call them new. We really need to be able to create better foundations, better ways of keeping our community safe, keeping our youth more knowledgeable and understood. Remember, the the one thing you do not want to do to someone that is young is make them feel they have no one. And a lot of the times this is what happens. They feel like they have no one because unfortunately we live in a society where it is so goddamn expensive – that many parents have to work, both parents. Sometimes those parents don't really have time for their families, and it's not their fault. It's because of how we have adapted our society to this unfortunate reality of so much pressure and so little we can do about it. And that affects the, the, the younger generation. It affects them not only, um, oof, ooh, got a brain fart. All right. (laughs) It affects them mentally. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) All I know, it was a brain fart. Uh, It affects them mentally. And what that means is that you get more depressed teenagers. You get more anxious teenagers. You get more traumatized young adults. And we really need to... A, a lot of things are going to change over the years. We know this. And when those changes do happen, it's going to be remarkable what we, we come out of there. But again, I I... I I strongly emphasize this. and Again, this is my personal opinion. Kids will be kids. Teenagers will be teenagers. And there needs to be that understanding where there's a reason for these behaviors. Sometimes there isn't a reason. It's just because of different factors or because of you know, non-discipline. When I say not, again, I want to emphasize this important. When I say non-discipline, I do not mean hitting your child. When I say non, I mean, I say discipline is an understanding of boundaries. But again, I mean, isn't that the whole thing about our education and our our society today is fighting for what we believe in? People are tired. I'm tired. I'm freaking tired. And it's about time, you know, we are able to stand up for ourselves. I mean, there's so many people now that want to do whatever they can to really, to really change, really change our future. And I think if we keep those strides... People that are a part of the community. People now that are being born or in schools or teenagers. They feel proud of who they are. You see, being being different, being weird, it's kind of special. Because people that are... Regular. They're boring as hell. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're boring as hell. People that are unique, different, and, I, you know, weird is a good thing, okay? Being weird means that you have a very unique individual personality. They're, they're things that you are very unique about, and it it, make, it, it kind of makes you even cooler, because there are, you know there are people out there that will really love you for what you do they'll really like whoa they would want to be a part of your experience i think that is the future of the next generation is really allowing people to be who they want to be being who they are and what they want to strive to do and not putting obstacles in their way um boah Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> uh, and the last, the, the last thing I wanted to touch base uh, with all of you listeners is it's such a hard one. It's communication. You know, we've we've, we've touched base on sexual education. And then we touch base on, you know, our societal norms and how we are raising our youth. And communication is, I think communication is one of the most incredible things we have been able to do. One part of communication is language. It's how we talk to each other. But communication uh, in the LGBT community sometimes can be very um, can be very hard. You know, when you, you you try to explain these things to someone that not, is not necessarily a part of the community or doesn't necessarily understand what you're telling them, there can be that barrier be- between both sides, and. There are people that are a part of the community that have stepped up and created their businesses in support so people have a listening ear, and that's great. But I, you, know, you, you must ask yourself, is there any way of having another person in some way understanding of what you're going through? Yeah, This is so important with especially younger people because they're trying to communicate with an older adult – And again, you got two different perspectives. You got a teenager that they feel what they're doing is right because they're on this adventure and they believe in what in what they're thinking. And then you have this older adult that has either been there or has seen others there and realizes, oh, he's just acting like a teenager. Those barriers are not unreal. Of course they're real. I mean (laughs) if they weren't real, we wouldn't be talking about this. I, but what it does mean is you have, let's explain it like this, you have two, you have two objects, okay, you have two stones on either side, now, when they're a certain distance, they look the same size, okay, when you bring them closer, one is bigger and one is smaller, what's my point, my point is, if you push them away, they seem to be equal. When you push them together, they're not. Simple answer is they're not equal. They never have been. So you have to take that indifference and make something out of it. Let me give you an example. You have you have a parent, and you have a, an eighteen-year-old you know what, for the sake of argument, let's say 15 years old. And this 15-year-old decides that they they don't want to be home. They want to go up with their friends for the night. And the parent knows which kid's going out with. And, you know, this 15-year-old's going through a rebellious stage. And the parent says no. So the kid the 15-year-old retaliates, and says, oh, you know, you don't let me do whatever I want to do. You know, you're always, uh, you're always keeping me caged in here. You know, you're never letting me go out. So if we look at both sides of the coin, we see a parent that doesn't want their kid – they want their kid to be safe. They want their child to not be in dangerous situations because, you know, again, it's a parent's responsibility. If the kid leaves, yeah, they have a phone, but if something happens, they're they're not necessarily in a close proximity where they could be there in a split second. Sometimes they might, you know, it might be a a five, ten minute drive, it depends. So that's the parent's perspective, and it makes a lot of sense, right? When you look at the child's perspective, the child, the kid... The, the teenager, he, he or she, whatever, sees, sees it like this, where they, they want to go out. They want to go out with their, um, their friends, and those are the people that they connect with very well. And when this parent is telling them no— what they're hearing is you're not allowing me to be with people I connect with. You're basically pushing them away from me. You're not allowing them to be a part of my life. So sorry. Woof. Woof. I don't know what happened. Um But those two barriers make sense. One is, you know, and, and either feelings are, are both right. They both have every right to feel on how they do. But again, remembering those boundaries. Remembering that when you're, under, when you're under somebody's protection and care, you're their responsibility. And relaying that over is so important. And that's kind of one of the biggest changes that has happened with the LGBT community is parents that are willing to open themselves up and they see what's going on with their kid and they say, talk to me. If you want to be part of a group, we'll support you. Parents um, taking their time to better be able to to protect their kid and, and better understand their child. Communication. The parent wants to communicate with their child because it's their child. They, they, they care about that child so much. And that is a really important part... That we have now that has I, I mean when we talk about the advocates in the 70s, they fought for this, they fought for the right for for us to be who we wanted to be, and allies creating an alliance, parents, communities um social gatherings, groups, friends, individuals. It really gives us a new perspective, a new understanding. And I think I think we need to we really need to shed away this closed-mindedness. Now, I'm an, open, I'm an open-minded thinker, meaning I see, I see the world for what it is. Not what it was, not what it will be, but what it is. Now. Present. What is now? And what I see now is, again, you'll never have perfection, but you do have parents that are willing to be there for their children. Even if it means that their daughter is a lesbian, their son is a tra- is trans. You know, or they have they have a son that's bi. It doesn't really doesn't change who they are. Again, because this is you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's sexual preference. A person doesn't change because of who they like to have you know, relations with or how they want to be with a significant other. It's about understanding and saying, okay, I understand this is how you feel. And this is what I can do for you. This is how I can be here for you. And again, I mean, communication is one of the most incredible things that we have. And, I, and I, strongly, I strongly believe that in the distant future, we'll be constantly expanding the way that we educate. We'll constantly be changing on how people want to raise their children, how parents want to be a, a part of their child's life. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Children are a lot smarter than adults think they are. Believe me, you you want to talk shit behind a kid's back? Go right ahead. I guarantee you they understand you. Children are, you got to remember, they're, they're less educated as, than adults. It doesn't make them stupid. It just means that they still have those building blocks. And again, we as adults, we have those building blocks also in the future. so i want i want to leave off with this i I want you know all of us to take the information that we have and now and really understand what kind of future do we want to have, who we want to be, how we want to be for our families, and how we want to be there for our community and friends uh I really uh, <laughs> This has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. I am i not used to doing this by myself. It's a little weird talking into a blue microphone. Uh, but I hope all of you had a lot of fun. I did too, and I hope you know all you all you all you all uh, can take from this. You know, uh, we all can take from this. We can all learn so much from sex education, to social norms, and to communication. So with that, I will see you maybe next week. We'll see. Who knows? All right. I'll see you. Bye. We have reached the end. Well, not really. It's just the end of the podcast. We really appreciate your support, listening, and our guests that come on that share their incredible stories be sure to check out our description box we have social links where you can find us all over the place and also our other podcast Jam Bam with Mike and Dave so here's to next week on Lost in the Groove